I want to continue this morning. Um, two weeks ago, I started a sermon series called Greater Things. And uh, I'm going to carry on, I'm going to carry on from John 14. We've been ministering John 14 for the last two weeks. And I want to continue in this thing because I think, you know the problem is with life is that whenever life gets good, we forget about the basics. Can, can I say that? I, 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 um, I, I said to you, I was speaking to my son the other day, and I said, how often do we forget about the small beginnings in our lives? And about the little things that matter. You know, and even in marriage, after 30 odd years of marriage, we've forgotten the thing that brought us together in the first place. The things that made us fall in love with each other in the first place. We seem to neglect that, we just seem to exist. And it just like the same thing, you know, we can gradually say that we fall in love with Jesus, and I don't know about you, but we get into the Word of God, and you know, we get into worship, and we listen to the worship, and we listen to sermons, and we, and, and we attend church, and we do the things that are required of us. But as the more we become involved in God, it's almost like we just let the, the basic things fall away. Because we've got this greater thing, but we don't understand that everything that you and I are and endure and see around us starts off with the seed. And the seed for me is always the basics in life. The basics. And so last week, we, two weeks ago, we spoke about that scripture in John 14, where Jesus in front of us 12, and I say, read again, says, Most surely I say to you, you believe in me, and the works that I do, he will also do. And so we spoke a little bit around that, how often we can just be so sidetracked by the greater things of God that we forget about God. We just wipe the stuff. And, and the word carries on and it says this. It says, um, great things will he do because I go to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, listen, it says, whatever you ask in my name, I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And we spoke about this whole thing of, you know, we've got this thing of name and claim of ministries, you know. And, and like, God, you're going to do everything that I do because your word says that whatever you ask in my name. And, and I thought about this. I, I really had a bit of a hiding this week with this because I, I found myself in a situation this week where I was increasingly frustrated with a group of people. Frustrated with, with, with just what, what they were doing. And, and, and I found myself, and I was just saying, Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, I asked that you would go and you would sort out the situation right now in the name of Jesus. And in that split second, the thought came to mind, Oh, it's God, I become your skinny. And it hit me hard. It hit me hard that I think that I've got to the place in my relationship with God where I now can tell him what he needs to be doing. Master, do you think he does not know what's going on in the world? Do you not think he does not know the taking time, the taking time of your death and your birth? Do you think he does not know what is happening behind closed doors in your house, in your marriage? Do you think he, do you really think that God is so oblivious to this? But how do how I need to be with it? But how how we come to this place in our lives where we believe that we can command and demand from God? It is insanity. It is madness. He says, greater things will you do than I did. If it glorifies the Father. What does he say? He says, you can go do those greater things. But make sure it lines up with the things of God. Make sure it lines up with the things of God. We said this morning. I was saying now for the blessings and curses, life and death. Well, we are all in this thing. And so we want to do the greater things. But he says, if it's in the will of the Father. But listen to this. He 
But he ends off there in verse, in verse 4, he says, And if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. He says, Alright? But the next verse he says this, But there's a condition to this. There's a condition to this greatest stuff. There's a condition towards that. And this, this, he says, He says this in verse 20, If you love me. So this is a condition. One, that we need to really love him. Not like him. Not love what he does. Not love what he can do for us. But genuinely fall in love with Jesus. Now, now who has never been in love in the church yet before? Okay. So we've all fallen in love. We all know that little butterfly feelings in our stomach. We can't stop thinking about the girl. We planned in the dates. We planned in the romantic stuff. We planned in the wedding and the poodle and the thicket fence. We know what it's about. We know that excitement in a new relationship. We know that's all. God, this could be it. This could be it, you know. And so he said, you've got to want to fall in love with me. That means that I cannot live without him because that's how much I love him. But he came to the next part that everybody hates. And he says, he says, and keep my commandments. He says, the proof that you love me is to keep my commandments. The proof that you love me is that you will do what I do. Now I know we've had this journey and all these new preachings and all that kind of stuff and say, oh well, you know what, put the Ten Commandments in the Old Covenant. So it doesn't apply to us today. So I always have a question that you can go read Exodus, Exodus 20. <coughs> it says one. So if the Ten Commandments don't count today because the Old Testament, then one, it says you should love the Lord your God with your heart. So we don't do that anymore, though, because the Old Testament. And love your neighbors up the Old Testament, right? And he says, don't commit adultery, so we love you. That's Old Testament, right? And don't steal, don't commit murder. So if we're going to throw out the Ten Commandments, what do we do? Yeah. You, you hear what I'm saying? I, I'm not thinking of people's theology, but it's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. You cannot throw out one thing and say, oh, well, there's only one commandment. You see, I want to carry on. I want to read something that I hope will catch you today. Because it says this, and you keep my commandments. He says, and if you love me, listen to me, if you love me, and you, you keep my commandments, he says then, what does he say? And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. So he says, that when I see that you love me, correct me if I'm wrong, you have all the theologians in the church, alright? Correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. If you love me, and you keep my commandments, he says, only then will I then go to the Father, I'm right on your behalf. That's what it says, right? So I need to make sure that you're on the same page. And he will abide with you forever. But he says he will send you another help. Now listen to the amplifier. He says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another help. Listen, a comforter, an advocate, an intercessor, an intercessor, a counselor, a strengthener, and a standby. So he says that if you love me, and I don't know you this home, because you're just laughing at me. If you love me, one, two, you keep my commandments, uh, two, three, I will then go to the Father, and yes, says, and then the Father will send you a helper. Now the reverse side of this is, that if you don't love him, and you don't keep his commandments, then he's not going to go to the Father, and then you're not going to get the helper. Am I right? And I'm just, I'm trying to sort this thing out in my head here. Because this is what we do. You see, you see, there's another thing. When you go to chapter 13, just page, one page back to chapter 13. <coughs> this here? 
I'm so excited to have my deck my notes out Okay, let me take my notes out. Let me just keep track of where I am. But I want you to turn to chapter 13, uh, John 13, verse 34. Listen to this. So he says this. He says, let's just look at what he says. So when he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is to be glorified, and God will glorify in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify humanity. So he says, listen little children, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will see me, and I say to the Jews, where I am going, you cannot come. Now I say to you, a new command I give you, that you love one another as I have loved one. Sorry, a new command I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you, and you also love one another. Now this will all men know that you are my disciples. I love the scripture, because everybody says that that is the new commandment, and it replaces the old commandment. But it doesn't say that. It says, a new command I give you. So what is this? Commandment 11. Am I, am I right here? So, so we got the first 10, which is good. Then the 11th commandment is this. He says, love the Lord your God, all your heart, the way I love you. He says, and then you need to love others. And when you love others, the people know that you love me. So, so there's a new commandment. So when he says, to obey my commandments, this is what he means. That we need to obey those things. Now I don't know about you, but I, I, I live my best to obey those things. You know, I don't burn, I don't steal, I don't, you know, have adultery, I don't, you know, have any other false God before me, all those kinds of things. But see, he's quintessential what we say because we missed it. But he says, I will send you a help, a strength, a standby. I love it for standby. You know, when we the police, we want to stand by that means that trouble was brewing. And if they needed us, we would come. So he says that you can do what God told you to do. But I've got the Holy Spirit on standby. He says that if you can't do the job that I sent you to do, what are you going to do? Okay, can the group on standby please come down? Love this stuff. I don't know anyone can help you This is suffering. This is better than any movie. He says that we are going to watch it. He says, a little straight this back. To be with you. Forever. Now we are back. So if you love him, if you learn to keep his commandments, he's going to go to the Father that's going to send you a helper, a counselor, forever. That's a bargain. But that is amazing. He says, so you're not going to lose this. If you do the first three things right, I'm not going to give you a helper that you're never going to lose. Amazing. He says, forever. And he is the spirit of truth. That's all true. Whom the, the world cannot receive or take to heart. Because it does not see him and know him. But you know him because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually and is in you. And I will never not leave you as an orphan. Comfortless, bereaved, helpless. I will come back to you after a little while. The world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live in you. Uh, you will, you will, sorry, will live also. And on that day, you will know from yourself that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, and I am in you. Just, just grab a hold of what he says there. Just grab this. I report what somebody is reading and saying, now, how do we tell someone that, that there's a God? How is it proof that there's a God? And I said, you know, whoever doubt you, even if those are listening, 
He's giving you doubt there is a God. There is no way that I'm going to convince you there is a God. Because let me tell you something. No man convinced me that there was a God. God convinced me that there is a God. I had that moment at the best. We speak about that Damascus Road experience. Everyone of you had it. Every, sometimes it might have been in a church service while I was preaching. Maybe it could have been during a worship song. Maybe it was through someone's death. Maybe we all came to differently. But he individually met you and revealed himself to you. You see, we don't have that encounter. We never even believe there's a God. So tell me what you're watching this new human is called the human. The human body. Who's in voices? Listen, yeah. Do you have a fan Netflix and watch? I don't know much stuff. The human. It goes in detail how the brain was, how the body was put together. Listen, in the first five minutes of the thing, you sit back and you better go. How does anybody doubt that there's a God? This, this thing doesn't happen when two planets collide and a big bang. And even that's stupid, all the theorists. But two planets collide and then just go watch it. Like how the body actually functions. It's insane. It blows your mind how this body that we think is just this little flesh of blood thing actually operates. That how it makes your little finger move. It is insane what's happening. So he said this is the God that created all of this. So if you love me and if you keep my commandments and I do love the Holy Spirit to come upon your life, I'm not making this over, I need you to get it. And the Holy Spirit comes upon you. He says, I go to the Father, and the Father gives you the Holy Spirit. And when you receive the Holy Spirit, you know what he says? He says, and then the Holy Spirit, and I, and the Father, come and dwell in you. Whoo! Wait. Let's just, let's just stop for a minute here. Let's just go. Go. Drop the mic. I'm out of here. So the guy that created the universe, the God that put the ants together, the God that put the elephant together, the God that put me together, says, now, wait, let me carry on, I'm jumping this I'm getting sorry, so down. So, Zachary says, Zachary says, and I will love him, right, back on his way. So he goes to face, says, catch up, a little while longer, the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live in you and, will live, and you will also live. At that day, you will know that I am in the Father and you in me and I in you. And he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved, listen, be loved by the Father and I will love him and manifest myself in him. Disappears. Listen, that body disappears, 
And because we love Him and obey the promise and filled with the Holy Spirit, that very Spirit that walked around and raised everybody and led the works now fights in your home in you. So how are we going to do great things? By allowing the Holy Spirit and Jesus to manifest through us. Yes, you got quite this morning. This is the teacher. You got quite this back This is my understanding. This means that now we understand that the Word of God says, and the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is now within you. See, I wrote the Bible. I don't think what I can do this, but I would have done that one. And the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is now within you. And I would have said, and greater things will you do than I did if you love me and I keep my commandments and I follow my spirit. I paraphrase it. <clears throat> now I've told this story so many times, but I need to tell it today again. I was at the fraudulent. It was probably the greatest manifestation of my life. But I was in the fraudulent and I had this one docket that I avoided because it was with the sector. And I had to go to the St. Thomas office, believe it or not, they actually have offices and departments like we do. And it was because someone had defrauded, but I thought she was in Gomez, she was seen that coming, but any does. So, you know, I thought she should see these things, you know, so I'm okay, we should take this check because I can see that, but any guy they should see it. So. But I remember taking the document and thinking, you know, what I was the police, I want to do this right. Because I can either change his life, or just see it as another doctor. But I had this feeling that it was more than a doctor. It, it was something stupid. It was like 25 days or something. And I remember praying over this doctor for probably a week. And I remember fasting in that time. And saying, Father, I know that he comes with this. I know that he comes with this. But I want him to see you in me. The hope of glory when I walk into that office. And I never forget it. it was a Friday morning. And I said to my partner at the time, Neil was with me. I said, that I'm going to go and see this guy now. I remember walking up the stairs, I walked this long office, it like a, a, a triple garage kind of thing. And his death was right at the back. And I just found myself in the blood, Jesus, I took my dog and I walked in the door, and as I opened the door, that man was at the bottom of the desk, jumped up, pinned himself against the wall, and said, Jesus Christ, what are you doing here? He would not come near me. I'd get someone to take him a dog a form to sign to withdraw the case. He would not move from his desk and he would not let me move. Now, now, now I'm telling you the story because if you understand the power of God in you, nations will be changed. If you understand the power of God in you and what the cross of Calvary did, that nations will be changed around you. You see, when we pray, it's not that we say, oh, Father, I said, no, no, no. When we say, whatever you ask in my name, he says, you're going to get it right because you fall with me. And if you fall with me, you're only going to be praying what I would pray. And I only pray what I hear the Father say. Then you get that, that I usually Okay, you talk that again. So when I pray, and I'm in love with Jesus, and he's in love with God. And he only prays what God says. Or he only does what God says. And Jesus only does what God says. And when I ask him with my within in me, I'm asking the heart of Jesus if I'm in love with him. So all of a sudden, the things of praying for bigger houses doesn't really matter. 
You see, all of a sudden, I don't need to give you a name and claim a gospel. I've already got the name in me. And the name in me is going to give me what it is that my heart desires. If it's in line with the Father. So Judas pops up and says, Lord, how is it that you make that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answered second, if anyone loves me again and keeps my word again, and my father loves him again, and we will come in him again and make our home in him. This is cool stuff. This is cool stuff. Did we get that? Did you are we getting it that the, the creator of heaven and earth wants to come live in us? But I want to say this to you, man. Okay. Because I'm running out of time. I'm going to God cannot act outside of who he is. God cannot dwell in a place that is ungodly. God cannot inhabit something that is unrighteous. God cannot honor our unrighteous prayers. And we do, we pray unrighteous prayers. We pray prayers that we want, not that He wants. We ask Him things that we want, not that He wants. But He wants to come make His home in us. And I often wonder what the home looks like. And I'm not being religious here. This is revelation. This is revelation. There are some things that I do that I don't think God would agree with. And say, so you can't be part of that. And so we need to sort out our lives and say, hey, God, I love you more than anything. And I want to obey your commandments. And, and I want to love others. And I want to love you. And I, I want to enjoy life. Because I want you to manifest through me. Because the purpose of living life, common life, is not that we get born and we work and we slog in our job or we buy a house that we pay 900 years on and we buy a car that never gets paid off and we have credit cards that never get paid off and we die and leave the dead to other people. Is, it, is that what life really all about? Is that why God created me? Or did God create me as a vessel that He wanted to manifest Himself to? What does that mean? That God said, I cannot touch the nation's good unless you make yourself available to me to touch the nations. I cannot touch your neighbor if you will not make yourself available to me. Because I will work through you. But you need to make yourself available to me. And you need to open up your door. And you let my Father, myself, and the Holy Spirit come and live with you. And when you come and you allow us to come and live with you, and you create a place of worship for us, I'm going to manifest my glory to you. What does it mean? Science, one is a miracle. The Father does you believe. Whatever you ask in His name, according to His will, we're going to get it. Do we get this? Do we get this? He goes on and says, So let us ask him all these questions. Jesus said, If anyone loves me, you keep my commandments. My word, my Father loves me, and He will come to me and make His home with us. He who does not love me, in closing, and does not keep my word, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. And listen to that. So He said, You've got to understand something. There's the thing, not me, it's not good being religious. Oh, God, oh, there's no, no. The word says, it. the word says, if you don't love me, let us get. 
He says, if you, if you don't love me, and you don't keep my words, and you don't keep my commandments, and you don't do what I'm saying, the Father cannot come and love you. And that means that I cannot manifest myself through you. We got the mic. I'm done. I love the way we make new gospels and new theologies outside of reading the word of God. We've gone through, we've only finished the form chapter 14 already. We're still two weeks into it. Two weeks. I wish every believer would go read John 14 for a church. No, no, I need every believer to go study John 14 for a church. Because everything is right there. It's not good saying, oh, you know, God will never leave you. Yes, God will never leave you. I do what I say. But Jesus says, there is an issue that if you don't love me, that if you don't keep my commandments, that if you don't love my father, then nothing can do with it. But he says, oh, if you love me, and you keep my commandments, he says, I will go to the father. There's nothing more powerful that the church needs right now is the manifestation of Christ in our lives. Amen. And who is that? The Holy Spirit of God. Our counselor, our comforter, our standby. We need the Holy Spirit of God. We must stop this thing of, oh, he's going to come to church, he's going to pray. Come on, come on. Who wants to be spiritual? Who wants to be spiritual? Come here, come here. We're going to pray to be spiritual. Is that real? We are, I have done it. No, let's think about this. Is that, come on, come on, who wants to speak in tongues? God says, I'm not releasing the Holy Spirit until you love me, you give my commandments, and the Father is happy with that. Then you release the Holy Spirit of God on your life. But now we get a witch that walks in the door here and we want him to speak in tongues. Because we think that's manifestation of the Holy Spirit. No, no. The manifestation of the Holy Spirit is that you give his commandments. That you love him. And you love your neighbor. You love yourself. And by this, you all may know that you're my disciples. The love that you have. What you have. Father, I thank you for this time. Lord, I know we're in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, but I also believe we're in the middle of a revival. God, you are doing things on this earth that is blowing our minds. Yes, sometimes we don't understand why our miracles are happening and all why this and why that. And Lord, God, wish we just come back to basics. Can we just come back to basics? That's the first commandment. You shall have no other God but me. Oh God, if we will just stop there. If we will make no image, we number two. If we will make no graven or carved image that will take your place. Lord, if we can just go to the first two commandments, it will blow our mind. Because there are so many graven images that we put before you. Money and churches and religions and business and work and homes and cars and relationships. All of those things that God will place before you. Anything that takes more time than you is a God in our lives. Even the TV. Yes. And this morning I've got a spirit of God. Oh, I, just, I know there's a couple of houses standing in front of me this morning. Oh, that are so ready to open up their doors. I know there's a couple of houses standing in front of me this morning that are right now just sweeping up the dust and the cobwebs and the things that you don't enjoy. Because there's an old song that says, we want to prepare sanctuary, holy and true. And Father, may we become those people that are prepared to prepare a table for you in the midst of agony. May we become those people that are prepared in the sanctuary that you may come and dwell in us and manifest your glory through us. And that we will understand the heart and the will and the nature of the Father. 
Father, when we understand how much Jesus loves us and how much He our Father sacrificed for us, we would understand that we were built for more than this. Because we were built for greater things. And you always say, Father, it's not going to be in my power, it's going to be by your Spirit. Amen. So Father, I ask today that you would go before the Father. In every vessel that is listening today, in every house that is listening today, Father, may we just say, Father, we want to love you with every fiber of our being. And Jesus, I want to pray that you go to the Father and release the Holy Spirit upon our lives and do great things. We thank you for help. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you that you're in us. That when we walk in the ways of the Father, Holy Spirit of God, you come and manifest your glory through us. And just close with you with my this morning. We don't understand why things happen, but oh, we trust that there are angels unwrapping our miracle right now. Angels unwrapping our miracle right now. And in that moment, Jesus wept and said, Come forth. Our Lord, may our miracles start to come forth because we love you, because we believe in you, and because we obey your commandments and live upon your world. I ask in Jesus' name. All God's people say, Amen. Amen. Blessings. Have a great day.